Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oney with you on a deep dive Thursday. We're going to take two topics and two topics only. Uh, But before we get into the deep diving, uh, do not forget you can always watch on Rumble, rumble rumble.com backslash critical thinking if you're looking to type it in or just search for critical thinking on Rumble. And of course, wherever you find your podcast, I am Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Oni. If you're not watching, well, then uh, I guess you don't know how to follow us on social media. So get to watching. No, seriously, get to watching. I'm at the Coppins show. He's at the Pat Oni show. Um, wherever basically you want to find your um, social media preferences. Um, with that being said, though, before we get into the two topics that we're going to talk about, and we're go- we're going to talk about the Kansas um, uh, abortion. Well, it wasn't an amendment; it was a referendum, right? Um, about stripping the constitutional right, quote unquote, to an abortion in that state. Away from the state, right? So they put it to the voters, right, Pat? And we'll get into that. Um, But we're also going to talk about... um, Wow, what else are we going to talk about, Pat? Now I forget about that. Oh, we're also going to talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi's wonderful trip to Taiwan. Does it benefit the country and herself or just herself? We're going to talk about that in the second half of the program. Before we get into any of that, though, um, we want to send our thoughts, our prayers, our deep, deep thoughts and prayers um, to the family of United States Representative Jackie Wolarski. Um, she's a representative um, from Indiana, killed in a tragic car accident on Wednesday afternoon at the age of just 58 um, she was a beloved member of her community. She had been a, a longtime news anchor in the area, um, a, a dedicated mother. Um, yeah, just, this is tragic, man. Just brutal to, to hear about this. And, and both people involved in, in this, uh, accident were, sounds like killed on impact. Um, don't know all of the details and I don't think they're that important. Um, yeah. Um, (coughs) she was a lovely person according to everybody, um, that spent time with her. Um, you know, she, she was somebody who I think was a rising star as well within, um, the conservative ranks of the GOP, the actual conservative ranks of the GOP. Um, just, just brutal, 
So, um, sorry to hear that. Uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to, uh, to Jackie's family. Um, and I hope eventually you can find some peace. Um, I don't know if there'll ever be any understanding in, in a tragedy like this. So, uh, I just wanted to start there. Um, I know you, you kind of echo the same thoughts here, Pat. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a tragic story. Um, came out what fairly, at least for me, fairly early yesterday in the, uh, afternoon. Um, something that I did not expect to come through my newsfeed at all. Um, it's not very often that you see something like this happen to someone, um, and that, ha- and that has a sitting seat in, uh, in Congress. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also Pat, I want to make this point as well. It wasn't just, um, representative Wolarski. There were two other individuals in the car with her as well as the driver of the other vehicle. Um, so we also want to send our thoughts and prayers to Zachary Potts, who is a St. Joseph County Republican party. Um, and then, uh, Wolarski's, uh, communications director, Emma Thompson, who also passed away, um, in this tragic accident. Um, did, did anyone survive? Kind of sounds like it. No, no one... I, the, it, apparently there are no survivors in this crash. Oh, man. And we don't know the details uh, of what happened, um, but it sure as heck sounded like either a there's either a mechanical malfunction or um, something medical. This is what it sounds like, right? Because it sounds like it was a very high speed crash. Um, there's a westbound and a northbound situation here. And, you know, um, odd that um, if this was at a stoplight or something like that, that this kind of a tragedy would have occurred this quickly without something really wrong happening. And we don't want to speculate per se. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- I mean, I would not be surprised to see that be the news that comes out of this. But, you know... This doesn't neither here nor there right now. What is here or there right now is that there are four families here who are mourning this tragedy. Yep. And yep. Um, we want to make sure that whatever comfort we can give, we can give to you. Know that thoughts, know that prayers are with all of you, um, regardless of what did or didn't take place in this uh, tragedy. It's a tragedy. So yep. um, thoughts and prayers out there. Um, that having been said, though, Pat, this is a deep dive Thursday, and one could say that um, from the perspective of the pro-life movement, um, we're going to move from tragedy to embarrassment. Um, Kansas, Pat, you, you wanted to jump in as I was talking about you know, um, the constitutional situation that was or wasn't on the ballot or whatever was going on in Kansas on Tuesday. Um, So why don't you start there? Um, But I will say this. I want to start by saying the vote itself is an utter embarrassment after having a victory less than two months ago in the Dobbs case, the decision that eventually overturns Roe versus Wade. Mm Hmm. How do you go from that, especially when one of the quote-unquote pillars of the GOP is pro-life? How do you go from that to a primary season in which a major statewide initiative is on the ballot and you get your ass kicked? How does that happen? It is an utter embarrassment to the pro-life movement, in in my view, but it's an, an embarrassment in two different ways. So I want to start with my. I, I want to start there. Let's just put it that way. I, I want to couch my words a little bit. I want to start with that recognition, but I want you to to give your thoughts before I say anything else. So this is actually a topic I thought a lot about yesterday. I initially sent this story to you um, because as I discovered it, I'm like, oh, wow, like, like this is not something that I would have thought 
what had happened in in Kansas because it is more of a red state than than not. Mm. Um, but Kansas, and they actually voted against an amendment, and it was an amendment to their state's constitution, according to Fox News, anyway. Um, and what it what it was is um, right. Well, I want to want to stop right there though, because yes, it wasn't an amendment to the Kansas Constitution, stripping right. a previous amendment to the Kansas Constitution that enshrined um, the right to an abortion. So what it did, so Kansas became the first state in the nation to vote on an abortion-related issue since the Supreme Court's over, uh, overturn of Roe versus Wade, right? Mm-hmm. The constitutional amendment backed by a campaign named Value Them Both would have given elected representatives the ability to pass legislation regulating abortion in Kansas, which was restricted after the state Supreme Court previously founded that the 1859 Kansas Constitution grants a natural right to abortion. At the time, the AP called the race voter, uh, race called the race. Voters have rejected the amendment by more than 20 percentage points. So they overwhelmingly turned this down. And so I, I challenged myself on this yesterday because initially when I sent this to you, I said I'm I'm just I'm surprised that this would would be something that would happen in Kansas. I would expect something like this to be like California, New York, Illinois, uh, but not not Kansas because Kansas is supposedly more of a red state, right? Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it, and I am. We're really more than willing to be wrong here. Because the more I thought about this, abortion, while it is a political issue, it shouldn't be. This should be this is more of a cultural, social, dare I say, spirit of the age kind of issue. It's a moral it issue. Be. Right. It's a moral issue. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. But because of the spirit of the age, that with that which in which we live um, and, and given how the spirit of the age is treating culture and moral issues, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're in a red state or not. It doesn't matter if you're in a blue state or not. Red states don't exist when it comes to these kind of issues. Now, are there states out there that are more conservative on these issues? Sure. I agree. I would agree with that. But if you look at just the state of Utah, for example, you would think we are one of the most conservative states in the country. Yet here we have a governor that likes to use his pronouns um, and basically be a wet noodle on most other issues. <laughs> um, Double entendre there, Pat? A little bit, yeah. Uh, and so I look at that and I'm like, huh, Kansas, while I'm embarrassed to say it was a 20, more than 20 points, could this happen in Kansas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Could this happen in Utah? Yes. Could this happen in Ohio, Florida, Texas? Yes. Mm. Now, is there a likelihood that it happens in some of those states? Probably not. At least not right now. What about 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. If you're not vigilant against the spirit of the age, if you're not vigilant against these moral issues, this can literally happen anywhere. There are no safe. No, there are no safe spaces when it comes to issues like this. Mm-hmm. There are no red states mm-hmm. when it comes to this. What say you? Yeah, and I think you know that as we talked a little bit off air yesterday, um, I, I kind of hinted at that type of a direction um, with you because what party is the governor? Of the state of Kansas. Democrat. I believe in the Republican Party. Oh, is he a Democrat? Yeah, he's a Democrat. Okay. 
Deep Red Kansas has senators who stab them in the back all the time. And I look at it from a multitude of perspectives. You are dead right that this isn't a red state, blue state issue. Because this is a deeply personal, moral issue. It's a spirit of the age versus, it's a worldview issue, really. It really, really, really is. Um, you cannot be liberty-minded. You cannot believe in personal freedom. And then, also, in my view... I would love to hear the argument. You cannot be somebody who believes in natural rights, who believes in self-governance, personal freedom, and free markets. Okay, You cannot be somebody that believes in those principles and also believes that somebody gets to decide for you whether you get to be born or not. Tell me how your – what is the, the – the question that I always have for the Libertarian Party people who are like, well, the platform says. Who cares about the platform of the party? What are your principles? What are the principles that you believe in? And the non-aggression principle plus personal freedom, you, what is the line, I guess, for me? When it comes to personal freedom, does that always end when that personal freedom infringes on somebody else's ability to exercise their personal freedom? Not always. And here's what I mean by that. If somebody is an aggressor against you, you have the right to defend yourself. Now, I will ask you this, Pat. Is creating a child, is that child in the womb, the aggressor? No! Duh. There we go. But there are people that don't see it that way. Right, there are people who do not see it that way. So you're right. This is not about red state this or blah, blah, blah. I will say this, though, Pat. I think there's only one state that I would solidly believe is going to do the moral and just thing if if this type of stuff were to come up take a gander florida? as to what florida? uh state mm -hmm. florida you bet your bottom dollar it is florida why ron DeSantis is a leader they have a large hispanic population that is growing by leaps and bounds in the Republican Party in that state. And by and large, that group of people is much more conservative on social issues than our population writ large. So, that's about the only state that I would trust. You know, to the, how the hell did that happen in Kansas crowd? I also suggest look at yourselves. And I don't mean this in a condescending way. But you're the problem. You are the problem. You continue to vote against your own interests. You continue <clears throat> from deep red Kansas to vote blue. You continue to vote for the spirit of the age. And until you stop doing that, there's no helping you. None. This is a you problem. This is something you have to internally look at. Now, what do we also know about that vote, Pat, in Kansas? 
this last time around. When you take a look at the numbers here, Pat, why do I say this is a you problem in deep red Kansas? Why do I say that? Because when you look at the numbers, Republicans outvoted in the in that primary, outvoted Democrats by 150,000 people. I'm going to say that again. Republicans outvoted. There were more Republicans by 150,000 people in that state on Tuesday. Deep Red Kansas just voted for the spirit of the age. Deep Red Kansas just voted to make sure that you get to be able to kill your baby. However, whenever, however you would like it to happen. You, and by the way, you don't get a 20% swing in fa- in favor of, of what happened there. You don't, you don't get that swing without Republican backing. You don't. That's my point. A one, mm. again, 150,000 more Republicans voted than Democrats in that state during that primary on Tuesday. This wasn't Democrats came out to support this issue. Because what what is when when we talked about Dobbs, right? Everybody was like, oh, look at the left. They're gonna use this as the cudgel in, in the uh 2022 midterms, and it's gonna change everything. Have you heard Joe Biden really talk about this issue in the last three weeks? No, not in a major way. He's done it on very um, specific moments where he might be talking in front of crowds about that very topic, right? But in the natural course of his day, is that happening? No. But, they know but, 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 that this is not an issue to run on in 2022. But but Andrew, Andrew, the man's had the, the, the Rona twice in the last few weeks. Funny. He uh, tested positive four times in a row here after four days of testing negative. Yeah. What the, uh, what say what, but he tested, he tested positive. So he's not concerned about this. He's more concerned about getting over the Rona right now. Don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, and I say that with all due respect. No, I don't. Um, So I don't want to hear from vote team GOP and none of this will happen. Again, to your point, Pat, right? None of this happens without GOP support. With you, the Republican voter in Kansas. So I don't know exactly how many people we have that listen in Kansas. But memo to Kansans. What you doing, bro? This hopefully gives some, this is the word I want people to to get from today. Hopefully this moment gives you some clarity as to what the hell is going on. And what we're actually fighting. Again, 150,000 of our team, right? Conservative, libertarian types, you know, conservatarians or however you want to label yourself. But people that are supposed to be on our side. Given that advantage in the state, they should have been able to steamroll the shit out of this constitutional amendment for life to win. It lost by over 20 points with 150,000. I'm going to keep hammering this shit home with 150,000 vote advantage to team GOP to team, quote-unquote, pro-life. What part of 
what was going on in Kansas and what you were voting for or against? What part of this suggests that voting against this is the pro-life thing to do? Well, it didn't have exceptions for this or that. Are you pro-life or not? So now are they going to take another swing at this come the federal election in 2022? Because it would be one thing, Pat, if we saw Team GOP not turn out in this election, right? And um, kind of stay home. But they didn't because there were massive uh, votes in that primary election inside the state of Kansas. They turned the hell up. They had the biggest advantage I think I have ever seen in a primary in that state. And I think I read that there's this this was the most voted in primary in the state's history. You <clears throat> you did this to yourself. Why? Because there's a whole hell of a lot of Team GOP that is rotted by the spirit of the age. And we have talked about this, Pat, over and over again, right? What do we see with Team GOP? The church is rotted. The academic world rotted. You know, I just literally witnessed... Um, yesterday, I was going through uh, Discovery Plus, um, looking at some documentaries because I'm a nerd. And there was a documentary about um, the uh, the ability or have humans created a chimp-human hybrid, right? I forget the name of the documentary. I was like, wait, what? Right, Pat? Right? That That's insane to think that, right? But it was a yeah. fascinating 90 minutes because it took us on a journey to understand that humanity, <clears throat> yes, humanity has tried for over 100 years in various ways, shapes, or forms to create a chimp-human hybrid. I'm not kidding you, Pat. This started, and hear me out on this, from a Russian scientist who was a benefactor of Tsar Nicholas, who then, when the Bolshevik Revolution happened and they killed Tsar Nicholas, decided to um, turn it on its head, get funding from the communist Bolshevik government because they believed, hear me out on this, Pat, that if, if they could prove that you could take human sperm, impregnate a chimp, and get a human-chimp hybrid. There's no such thing as God, and therefore, boom, religion, dead. Remember, communism kills religion. The, this guy experimented on this artificial insemination of, of chimpanzees for years, decades almost. Have you have these people not seen the documentary Planet, Planet of the Apes? Apes? No, yeah, no. Um, that's not a documentary. It's a science fiction film. The, the, really, really, you, you realize that with what's going on here and what you're talking about, that science fiction film mm -hmm. is about to become a documentary. Oh, I'm glad that you brought that up uh, because <laughs> um, the. The last 30 minutes of the film are super fascinating. So if you have Discovery Plus at home, um, check it out. It's under the documentaries and and you'll see it. But um, I don't remember the, the exact title of it, but you can't miss it. Um, so I, I was checking it out. Um, but yeah, ever since like the early teens, uh, like the 19 teens, for over 100 years, we've been trying to find a way to potentially hybrid a champion human and why because as we have gone further and further down the 
the biological um, black hole, if you will, we know more and more about the genomes, right? We know more and more about DNA, and we know how closely related we actually are to the point where we have actually isolated one gene that actually makes humans different than other primates. One gene. And it's the gene that allows us to grow the neocortex, the, the frontal cortex of our brain, the, the thing that allows us to speak, the thing that allows us to, to think the way that we think, right? And to do the biological yeah. things that we do that make us different. Now, there are probably other things that make us different, but this is the one thing that they can pinpoint. So what, did, what have they done lately, Pat? <clears throat> From a very ethical standpoint. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting lots of ethics out of this. They have decided to take a uh, an embryo of a chimp and an uh, an implant the genetic code from a human embryo that that one part of the genetic code into the chimp and then watch the chimp grow to about two thirds of its um, birth cycle. Okay, and what do they find? They find that the thing that makes us different, right, is the sizes of our brain and and the the location of things in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They found that the uh, chimp was growing a brain at about twice the size of a normal chimp. Uh huh. What the hell are we doing? Now, I only bring all of this up and tell this really long story to get you to understand that the spirit of the age has long been here. And it is up to us to fight against that. It is up to us to realize, wait a second, am I taking over? Is this a me problem? You want to wonder how we get the, you know, the the pansies that we get, the Kevin McCarthy's, the the Ditch McConnell's, the absolute weasel, spineless morons that we get in in <clears throat> leadership, right? How do we get there, Pat? We get there because we're not vigilant against the spirit of the age. We get there because we did this to ourselves. This is a we problem, not a they problem. This isn't the Democrats, the, the people we know to be really taken over by the spirit of the age. This isn't the leftists coming out in droves, just drowning out the GOP voice in Kansas. Like one would assume, right? Team nope. GOP is sick. It is taken over by the spirit of the age. If, quote-unquote, deep red Kansas, hopefully this gives you the clarity that you understand what you are actually fighting here. This is not just Team GOP versus the Democrats. This is a worldview fight. And this is something that I talked about a little bit on Reviving Liberty this week. And I didn't want to dive too deep into the weeds on this week's episode of Reviving Liberty. Because I wanted you to think for yourself through how do you form fellowships. And why do fellowships matter? Because you cannot fight the spirit of the age alone. But you can find people who have the principles the values that are in line with yourself. And you can make change. You can make a difference. Because that is the story of the Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty came together about taxes, right? No taxation without representation is kind of their really famous line of the, the 1750s and 1760s. Okay? So no taxation without representation. Then it turned into something completely different. They coalesced around principles and values and fellowship amongst each other. 
in that one Sons of Liberty group grew into Sons of Liberty groups throughout the 13 colonies, Pat. By the time of the Constitutional Convention, there was a Sons of Liberty group in every colony in this country. In the 1700s. How does that happen? How do people think about that? How, how is that possible? It's possible with fellowship. And if you are not clear on what the enemy is right now, and you're not clear enough in your head to understand that it doesn't matter what <clears throat> team somebody is on, it matters what principles they're willing to fight for, what they're willing to stand up for. That's the thing that you have to understand. It's not, well, you have to move to a red state. You have to move here. You have to do that. You have to do this, right? We've heard that time and time again. Well, this is going to be everybody go to their corners. What corner? What corner exists in Kansas? Would I, would I trust myself to move to Kansas? No. A hundred and fifty thousand more Republicans voted, and this sucker lost by twenty plus points. If you don't understand what you are actually fighting against at this point in time, I don't know how I can help you. I really don't. Now. That out of the way, Pat, it is time for us to play a little bit of the B or not the B. Are you ready? More ready than the Kansas GOP, that's for damn sure. All right. So today's headline, if you are ready and if the uh, site would be ready, <clears throat> teen girl who got gender transition surgery because of Demi Lovato feeling betrayed right now. Teen girl who got gender transition surgery because of Demi Lovato feeling betrayed right now. Is this the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about that, folks, I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, please support businesses that will not insult you at the very least. They may insult other people. They may be funny. They may poke fun of you, but they are not going to insult you and your values, your principles. With that being said, please go to American Pride Roasters, the official coffee of critical thinking. Again, AmericanPrideRoasters.com, where you can get the Burr Hamilton, you can get the uh, George Washington, uh, the Alexander Hamilton, Frederick Douglass, so very many more things, including coffee drops, which if you have never had them, oh my God, you need them in your life. So. Find yourself some historically great coffee. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Again, that's AmericanPrideRoasters.com and support businesses that don't insult you. All right. Uh, do you need the headline one more time, Pat? One more time. Teen girl who got gender transition. Blah, 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 blah. If I could speak, right? Teen girl who got gender transition surgery because of Demi Lovato feeling betrayed right now. Is this the B or not the B? Well, I mean, this is in reference to Demi Lovato continuing to change her pronouns, which is comical in of itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this is because of that. This is true, but. I just feel like the way the headline's written. This is the Babylon Bee, so that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Have you met the spirit of the age yet, Pat? That's why I'm saying this is true, but at the same time, it's true, but I'm, I'm saying the Babylon Bee. Your instincts are correct. We win $100 of Dominic Izzo's totally legitimate Wing Chung money. And with that... <clears throat> West Hills, California. Local 15-year-old girl Anna Brown recently underwent gender reassignment surgery to become a trans boy named Andre Brown. 
Unfortunately, she's now feeling let down by Demi Lovato, who inspired her to get the surgery in the first place. <clears throat> Quote, wait, Demi is using she, her pronouns again? Are you kidding? She said, or said the distraught girl, after her double mastectomy. Quote, she just went back to being a girl. She was my idol. She inspired me to get this stupid surgery in the first place. What am I supposed to do now? Sources say Anna is just one of thousands of girls in the international Demi Lovato fan club who are inspired by the pop star's bravery to change their genders, pronouns, and body chemistry. Quote, I have made a terrible mistake, said Anna on social media, prompting hundreds of death threats from the trans community for blatant transphobia. The gender clinic that performed surgery was reached for comment, prompting them to release a statement saying, no refunds, all sales are final. Oh, jeez. And by the way, Pat, uh, before we get into the final topic on today's show. Yeah. Um, I have the greatest headline I have ever seen in this entirety of the B or not the B. I didn't want to okay. use it on today's show. The headline is the science trademark says you peasants are going to get in trouble this winter if you don't get the Fauci ouchie. The I mean, science trademark. And in the headline is the greatest thing I have ever seen. Please, please tell me, please tell me that's a not to be headline. It is. Holy because shit. Um, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the science trademark, <clears throat> said this to KNX News in Los Angeles. If you are not up to date on your COVID vaccines or booster shots, Dr. Anthony Fauci has a stark warning for you. Get those doses now or prepare for a harsh COVID fall and winter. Quote, if they don't get vaccinated or they don't get boosted, they're going to get into trouble. Fauci, President Biden's chief medical advisor, told Los Angeles radio station KNX News 97.1's KNX In-Depth on Tuesday. Says the guy that supposedly has access to the best medical care this country has to offer and has gotten COVID twice. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, mind you, <clears throat> quote unquote, uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation, that totally legitimate non-left wing, non-liar about everything COVID tells us that 70% of Americans were uh, quote unquote unvaccinated, hadn't completed their primary vaccine series or had not gotten their first booster dose as of July 21st. The uptake is particularly low for booster shots. All Americans age five and older are eligible for a booster five months after finishing their primary vaccine series, but only 48.4% of those eligible people have actually gotten boosted according to the CDC. Among adults 50 and over who are eligible for a second booster shot, only 30.9% have gotten it. So maybe, Pat, there's a silver, silver lining in this data and in the science trademark telling us, if you don't do what I tell you, you're, you're going to get in trouble, mister. What are you going to do? Put, put us over your knee there, Fauci? What are you going to do? Line up all 228 million of us? You get a spanking, and you get a spanking, and you get a spanking. And then he jabs us? I, 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 what the? It's like Fauci hasn't learned anything from his own ouchie. More importantly, we have all of the evidence, all of the empirical evidence, and then anecdotal evidence to tell us it doesn't matter if you get the vaccination or not. And more importantly, we have all of the data, Pat, all of the data that is suggesting to us the more times you put this crap into your body, the worse the outcome is for you. We've seen massive amounts of, uh, how shall we put this delicately, um, a, a lack of T-cell, if you will. In, in males. In Asia, where we have seen one of the greatest vaccination efforts of the entire world, right, Pat? Uh -huh. What do we see? A massive 
decline in the birth rate. For the first year of the vaccination boost everybody regime. We are seeing fewer births than pre just the one vaccination requirement. What's a problem? And why are we seeing it? We are seeing it because we know scientifically that the shot, the mRNA vaccination, specifically the mRNA vaccination, has an overabundant ability to just not go into the immune system, but also your reproductive system, especially in women. Why are, why are we seeing anecdotal uh, you know, evidence after evidence after evidence piece here, Pat, that show us that people who have gone through, um, what is it, um, menopause, are now having menstrual cycles again. How the hell is that happening? Oh, they've gotten four shots. Oh, okay. How are we seeing them reproducing eggs that they shouldn't be able to? What is the thing that changed? What is the thing that changed in all of these incidents? It's getting the ouchie. Multiple times. Over and over and over again. Because the science trademark, our Lord, President, Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has told us that we have to do that. To, to save the planet, except for himself, who then took Paxlovid and then got rebound COVID. And then the president who did the same thing and got rebound COVID. Huh. Yeah, the two guys that supposedly have the access. Now, to I don't want to go too much country. deeper into this, Pat, because there's a whole lot of science that we could talk about here. But I want people mm -hmm. to think about this. This is good news. People are starting to wake up to, wait a second, whether I get the shot or not, I'm going to get COVID. Now, if we had a particularly virulent string strain, would I encourage people over the age of 50 to, to, to try to get something that would help them? Yes. But none of the mitigation efforts that we have ever tried, and I'm going to repeat this, none. There's not a single mitigation effort that we have tried in this entire world, including in China, where they locked people inside their freaking homes for weeks on end. Not a single mitigation effort has stopped. Now, go back to the Spanish flu, right? Of what, 1918, right? Yeah. By 1921, was that Spanish flu gone from most of society? Yes. It had strained itself out. Has COVID gone away in three years? No. No. It ain't going anywhere. Nothing. Not a single thing that we have done has done anything to prevent, to slow, to do anything, to help it to peter out, whatever have you. Nothing. Not a single iota of it. <sighs> All right. So, Pat, I think what we're going to do here is we're going to save the Pelosi stuff for tomorrow because otherwise I think this is going to be something that uh, that will go very long because I have a whole lot to say on it. Um, so I want to keep this episode a little, little tight and neater. But I want people to understand one thing about this episode. You need to be clear as to what the fight is about, and you need to be clear on where you stand in that fight. It is that simple. Either you are with the spirit of the age or you are against the spirit of the age. Hop aboard the train of whatever team you want, but you have to pick a side here. And if you pick, and if you don't, 
Unfortunately, the side of the spirit of the age is going to get you. It will. It will bite you square in the ass. And there won't be a damn thing that you can do about it. So get right with Jesus. Get right with your principles and start acting on those principles. Start being confrontational about your principles. Start letting other people know who you are, what you're about, and damn the societal consequences, quote-unquote. Because one lesson we should learn from those Sons of Liberty, Pat, is that they were radical as hell. They took those people who represented the spirit of the age, the tax collectors, the people who were doing the stamp taxes, the, the tea tax, all of that stuff. What did they do to them, Pat? They harassed them. They tarred and feathered them. They sent them harassing letters until they stopped, until they got the hell out of Boston, until they left on a boat and went back to England where they came from. And then they dumped the tea only after the crown refused to negotiate and allow them to, to open the tea market. Then they dumped all of it. They didn't send it back to the crown. They dumped it. They literally were confrontational. Were they ultra-violent? Not necessarily, no. Tar and feathering is a violent act, for sure. I'm not calling for that to happen right now, but I am calling for you to go ahead and be confrontational about your principles. It's okay to be confrontational. It is okay to say to the spirit of the age crowd, oh, hell no. This ain't happening here. But it wasn't supposed to happen in deep red Kansas. And 150,000 more of the <clears throat> quote-unquote our side, our team, stabbed your asses in the back. Because it ain't about team GOP. It's about team spirit of the age versus team sanity. And on that note, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Kansas, I have no words. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and don't be afraid to be confrontational. As always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.